For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm of course, as always, your host Chris Dees. Before we get started, like I always ask, please make sure you hit subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube and hit follow if you're listening to this on any audio platforms. Thank you as always. Today's guest, lady I'm very, very, very excited to speak to. She's a former uh, former WWE manager and superstar, a firm, firm fan favourite during the Ruthless Aggression era. Real name? Cara Drew, but you might know her as WWE's Cherry. Cara, thank you so much for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. How how are things on your side of the world? Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, it's going really well over here. I mean, it's a little rainy today, but um, it's great for our new year. So um, thanks so much for having me. No, of course. No, like I said, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. I really appreciate your time. Um, yeah, as I was saying before we started recording, um, I'm all too familiar with it being a bit rainy. And a bit cold. It's January. It's the UK. It's a bit miserable. Um, right. Yeah. So I can I can totally relate to that. Um, but yeah. no, like I said, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, like I said, I was a big fan of yours during the ruthless aggression era. But I wanted to go back to the start a little bit more. Um, you obviously. Going back to the start, I don't think a lot of people really realise that there was a start for you before. OVW and before WWE you wrestled on the independence for sort of like five or six years I think it was yeah. uh, before joining OVW in 2006 like how did that opportunity come about from you was it from from the independence to get that call from OVW um I actually was friends with a lot of the independent wrestlers and one uh friend of mine um his name is Danny Jamundo, who was Inferno Kid I had managed him a lot and you know, was friends with him. He actually had moved to Kentucky, um, you know, trying to get signed. He did get signed. So he let me know about um, OVW having, sorry, my dog's being really needy this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had told me about a um, tryout training camp for OVW and he encouraged me to try it. And so I was like, ah, I'm going to send in the application. Like I'll never get accepted. Right. <laughs> well, I get accepted. <laughs> Wow. And then, you know, I find out it's just the weekend and I'm like, ah, I, I do weekends all the time. I'll just go and do it. Like, you know, get the experience. Like I didn't think, you know, anything would come of it. So I go and I'm like one of two girls in the whole class. And I had been on the independence, like you said, for a little bit. So I had already known some of the people that were there. Um, and we just kind of did the the weekend there and it was great. It, you know, we saw Danny Davis work with us and Rip Rogers work with us and Dr. Tom. And, um, you know, we had a promo day, we had matches day, we did drills and all that stuff. So I was like, Oh, you know, great. Nervous of course. And got back and contacted Danny Davis just to thank him. And he just said, you know, we really see a lot of, um, potential in you. We really loved having you, you know, you are definitely welcome to come to OVW and was very, very clear. It was OVW. 
you know, it just happened to yeah, be yeah. the developmental at the time. So um, that was kind of my in. And I just left a job I was doing really, really well at and just doing that weekend warrior stuff on the indies and, you know, took a chance, took a chance to just move to Kentucky. And, you know, my um, I was dating uh, Judas Young at the time, and that was Danny Gimondo's best friend. So Danny Gimondo had uh, an apartment and the apartment across the hall from him was um, vacant. So he kind of got me in a place. So I was living next to him and his girlfriend. So it was, it was, made me feel good. And, you know, that I had somebody close and, you know, it was, it was a leap of faith, you know, to, yeah. to uh, go for my dream. So, you know, luckily things worked out and worked yeah. out very quickly, I have to say. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was my next question was going to be like, how long did it take to find out? But you basically found out immediately, which must have been great. But I, I assume there were still some nerves in case you know you went out there, things didn't work out. Did you have a contingency plan? Were you just going to go back, back home and just go back to normal life if things? Didn't I work didn't, out? which is so funny <laughs> that you asked that because I really didn't. You know, I just was like, I'm doing this, you know, and I never went away, away to college or anything like that. So this is my first time, like really away from home and, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone. So I, you know, I did, um, I didn't come to think of it. I wasn't like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I'll come back and do the X, Y, and Z. I didn't. (laughs) Thank God it worked out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a, that's a massive, massive rift to take. I don't think I'd be comfortable doing it. So kudos to you you know hats off to you yeah. for, for just going for it i don't think especially i think it's a very different business now though isn't it because that was like what was that 15 or so years ago i think because of the way that yeah. the industry has changed people would probably be a little bit more um reluctant to take such a massive leap of faith now yeah it's a definitely a different process you know with, mm. with what they're doing so you know a lot of people started to do that where they would move to the developmental territory did it with FCW, you know, and trying to do that route. And, you know, sometimes that works. Sometimes you need that reputation and, you know, that experience and paying your dues. And then, you know, they do have a lot that they're looking outside of that culture um, now. So it's definitely evolved, but I was lucky like Beth Phoenix, you know, she did the same thing and she moved there and, you know, and she's, you know, a hall of famer now. So sometimes going for your dreams and, and not having any regrets, you know, and, and I just kept telling myself, something's pulling me there. Something's pulling me there. And I didn't know what it was. And I'm, I wasn't at that time kind of believe, believing in that kind of like intuition. But yeah, yeah it was it was incredible. Yeah, sounds it. Sounds it. I'm very glad that you took the uh, took the plunge. Definitely. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, that, um, so that time then, obviously, you went to OVW. You were there for a couple of years alongside Juice and Domino. As, as you're mm-hmm. quite fondly remembered for being a part of that group, um, yeah. the throwbacks, the Untouchables. I think they were they were known back at the start in OVW. Um, you went up to SmackDown with them after again after about a year or two in OVW. That's that's quite a quick turnaround to all of a sudden be thrust onto the main roster. What were those guys like to work with, and like how did your partnership come around with being placed with Juice and Domino? Well, and that's really great. It was just kind of. Um... Well, what happened was I was only there for four months by the time I was able to get the opportunity. So we were doing, um, I knew Deuce, um, we started in the same, he was from New Jersey too. So we started in the same wrestling school, but he would go and train different hours with his dad. And then I would just go with all the other students at the school. So I knew him already. So when I got there, it was like, you know, comforting because you, again, you network on the independence and you just know people. So 
um, I had gotten an, a great opportunity to be the ring girl. So the sh for the Wednesday show. So <clears throat> I would sit next to the bell keeper and the announcers and just kind of whatever they needed. Well, Deuce and Deuce approached me and said that him and Domino, I had known Domino. He was from New York, but I hadn't known him from Independence. Um, they were working on this gimmick. It was like the greasers and, you know, Domino hadn't been signed yet. It was just all Jimmy and they were just trying to come up with a gimmick. So they were looking for a girl on roller skates, the old school roller skates. And they didn't know what her name was. They didn't know what she looked like. They just needed, they wanted to add a girl to the act. So out of all the girls that were there, now this is a story they tell me, <laughs> or Deuce tells me. So out of all the girls that they were there, they wanted someone new, not um, because any of the girls that were contracted or signed kind of already had a gimmick. They, you know, they had a plan for them. So it was hard to kind of wrap them up. And they, they tossed it around trying to find the right person. So Jimmy had known me and knew my work ethic and just was like, hey, you know, would you be interested? And they took me um, after the show one day to show me some of the promos because the the advanced class would tape promos. So they came up with the gimmick and they came up with the girl. So they're like, we don't know. I mean, this was a Wednesday night. Johnny Ace and the crew were coming Tuesday because they would have been, you know, over time come over and evaluate everybody. They wanted to put this together. So we had like a week to put it together. And like, we don't know what her name is. We just have to find the roller skates and you have to put her look together. Like whatever. It's like, oh gosh. So um, it really came together in a week. I scrounged everywhere trying to find old school roller skates. <laughs> and I did. So then I kind of just put the, the outfit together, which was just more of the button down with the high waisted belts and then the skirt and the skate. So it came together pretty quickly um fast forward there was you know stuff where i almost didn't even make the tryout for tuesday because i wasn't signed jimmy got it worked out show up nobody knew about the gimmick you know did really really well got signed that day me and domino got signed that day with johnny east johnny didn't even knew i could wrestle so he was like i didn't even <laughs> need to wrestle i just thought you were good for the gimmick and i was like yeah and it was just incredible so we ended up so that was a Tuesday on Thursday. We get a call that they wanted us to go to raw on Monday. So again, fast forward and we're like, what? Like we just put this group together. We had <laughs> marinated. We literally figured out my name that week. So, and we were going to, it was between Sandy and cherry. So cherry for the outsiders and Sandy from Greece. And we just thought cherry was more wrestling, <laughs> if that's a word. But so we went on the road that weekend and thank god they decided we were supposed to do something with superstar billy graham and it got canned but thank god we all agree we needed we ended up debuting a year to the date of when we got signed which oh, was wow. really a, the best thing for us because we needed time to marinate and just yeah. kind of get you know comfortable with it with, with each other which is the, which was the best so yeah it did all kind of Come up pretty quickly so luckily and i and i'm very blessed to, to just look back on that part of the career and just know that things happen really great which showed the the um the belief they had in us yeah so. yeah absolutely yeah like it sounds sounds like a bit of a whirlwind like a lot of stuff happening all at once but i guess sort of like trial by fire throw you in at the deep end when you're when you're going on to national and nationally shown tv show i guess just throwing yeah. you in at the deep end is probably the best way to go. See if you can adapt to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was yeah. great. And then, you know, we did a few loops and but stayed in OVW and really honed our craft and honed our characters and did a really great um, storyline with Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears, which, you know, was a great blow off at the end of that year. So, yeah, it really it was incredible. And OVW was doing really, really well at the time. So not only did we have practices, but we had our own TV shows. And then from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we always had shows that were booked. So we were just as busy. So it was it was good to get that lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask about the character because obviously it's not, to the best of my memory, it's not really the kind of character that we've seen very often before. Yeah. Before you took on the character of Cherry and obviously you had the Greasers. Maybe, maybe the Greasers was something that we might have seen a bit more in the past, but we'd never really seen any divas or women's wrestlers in like the poodle skirts and like you say the roller skates so i was going to ask who you took inspiration from but i i guess there probably weren't many women like that who you could draw inspiration from but then i read that you took inspiration from a lady just behind me on the wall yes. over here somewhere i can't yeah. even point because it's backwards um Absolutely. yeah miss elizabeth yeah so what was it I about did. her i i um well, they were just kind of what really got me into wrestling back then. I just loved her, you know, beauty and her, you know, demeanor behavior. And and that's kind of what we played off of as far as Deuce, Domino, and Cherry. It was like Deuce and Domino were the heels. And I was really the baby face. And that didn't really come across as well as we wanted to on WWE TV. I mean, it was definitely a lot more on OVW TV, which you never really saw that um, where it was like the mixture of the characters. So... Um, we took a lot from, and I took a lot from her too. So a lot of the storylines, if you, if you watched OVW, um, were ideas where I would come up with, um, you know, where Cody and Sean win me and they put me on this pedestal with like that Saturday night main event, you know, um, you know, and then the, the part where, you know, Deuce and Domino attack Cody and Sean, and then they want to, they want to give the crack in the mouth to Sean and I jump in the, in the way and. He shoves me to the ground, you know, that another Saturday night main event. So there was a lot of things about her that I took because she just, she had such an impact yet did so little, you yeah. know, it's kind of like the less yeah. is more thing. Um, and she just had elegance, you know, so I wanted to still, I always kept that in mind when it came to a lot of the stuff that I did um, with her and um, in mind. So yeah, she was really my inspiration. I know a lot of people say like the Peggy Sue character, but that was so, that wasn't anything. It was great at the time and great for storyline, but that was kind of almost Peggy Sue was never really character it was for that storyline for that moment. It was kind of, it seemed last minute because they never really had spoken about Peggy Sue. And then all of a sudden this Peggy Sue shows up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. anything I could take from it, but she just had a different way of, um, of um, adding to the matches and adding to the storylines that I took from now. Yeah, she was. She's one of those managers who you sort of like. You always knew she was there without her like always being the center of attention. They're the managers that I really like because they're the ones that you're always thinking like in the back of your head like, "Ooh, is this going to come into play?" Without right. without them being too much, you know. There's been loads of managers. Uh, somebody off the top of my head. Um, somebody like Zelina Vega, because she's so brash and loudmouth. She's always there, and you knew about it, but. As you say, Elizabeth had such a, a grace and such a, an elegance that you, you never sort of factored her into it. But she that that's why it was so surprising when she did get involved. 
I love I right. loved Elizabeth. I love Matra Man. I thought their like you said, you hit it the nail on the head. Their dynamic was great because you don't really see a heel with a face manager or or vice versa. Right. It's never yeah. really and happened still, since. Yeah, you didn't so yeah, I felt like there was a lot more we could do with that because that kind of dynamic wasn't really used. So, you know, that's that's a little disappointing, but you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of things happening, you you made your um you made your singles debut 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 sorry in two thousand and eight. It was about April sort of time for WWE. Um, that's quite a long time after coming up with Juice and Domino. So, like, did you find it frustrating having to wait that long to get your first singles match after spending so long, you know, on the independents doing doing your thing there? And then, you know, how long is that? So a good a good few years after. <laughs> joining the company no i mean i was really big in orgimic i loved our gimmick so much and so much to do and you know i really wanted to do more with it and um mm. an entertaining factor um because i mean we would use me as like the deuce and domino would you pick me up and use me with my skates to like hit the other guy or take my skate like we never yeah. did any of that so i yeah. wanted to really exhaust everything that we could do as a group um in storylines and entertaining before I split off. So um, that didn't bother me as much, you know, because it, it was more disappointing that they, that, that I was taken away so quickly. I mean, everything happens for a reason, but because I had, I loved our gimmick and I wanted us to do, we knew we had so many creative ideas to do more, but you know, it was good. And you know, my, my first match was singles match was really great. You know, because I was still able to stay true to the character. So, because Cherry never wanted to wrestle, she was scared. You know, so yeah. being able to kind of still play that and hopefully slowly evolve into someone who was more confident and could wrestle. Hmm. You know, I was just, I was so much more of a believer in the process and the the trueness to character. So, all the other stuff was just a job. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So. Did um. Did any of the three of you, any of the group, put up any opposition to be being split up at that time? Did you did you sort of like put it across that you wanted to do more? We would pitch ideas, um, but there's only so much you can do when you're at that level and you were just kind of new. Um, mm. We we um, I know for a fact that Dave Batista had pitched uh, Rick and Dave Batista had pitched to Vince to to work with us. Um, we were on a, Dave told me when we were on a tour, it was Sing, Singapore, Bangkok, Australia. And it was right after the matches the, the, um, where Do Deuce had the match with Batista. And then we kind of like played into me and like, he's like, you know, flexing his muscles or whatever that match. And then it <laughs> led to the next promo where I went, I was in his Dave's locker room, but then it was with flair. And then we had a, we had a tag match. So it was right after that. Cause it got so well received and the, and they liked working with the boys that Dave told me they were going to call Vince overseas and say, Hey, we want to program with these guys. But when you're working with higher level topper tier guys on the, on the show, they had other plans in mind. So unfortunately that kind of got nixed. Um, even with them pitching for us, which was great because they really liked wrestling the guys. So, you know, that, that kind of was a bummer because <laughs> yeah. that would have been really fun. I still get that to this day. Like when I do shows where people just loved that whole me coming out of the locker room and it was Rick in there, you know, Rick's always fun. So, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. too bad. Yeah. That's a shame. That is a real shame. Um, 
But like you say, Vin- Vince McMahon's always got an idea. And once he's got an idea, that's it. Just homes in on it and just goes with it. So that, that would have been a lot of fun. That would have been a lot of fun. Um, your your debut win was against uh, Victoria, uh, someone who should be in the Hall of Fame by now, an absolute legend. Um, and then another of the greats, who will be in the Hall of Fame one day, Natalia, she got her debut win against against you. And, and I wanted to ask about Natalia because I saw, I saw recently, what are we on now? We're on sort of coming towards the end of January and I've saw, seen quite a few Instagram posts yourself with Natalia, Natty Neidhart um, and the family and TJ and all those kind of guys. Um, is, are you just like good friends? It almost seems like a like, sort of like a family thing. Almost. Oh my you gosh. spend yes. a lot of time I, together. I live 10 minutes from her. <laughs> oh, okay. So ever since she got on the road, um, we we became very close. So I consider hmm. her one of my best friends and they're they're great and they treat me like family and you know just talking to tj is so fun i mean i've never met anybody with you can say you know you can say one pay-per-view or even just like a you know a raw or you know what about you know tell me who was on the card on this thunder you know wcw but he knows (laughs) an incredible mind he will know who was on the show that day how long their matches went like his mind is insane so and I don't, we don't always talk wrestling, but sometimes when I'm like, I like to pick his brain a little bit, but, um, and then Natty and her sisters and her mom are such a hoot. Like I just, I have so much fun with them. Yeah. So she's one of my best friends and we hang out a lot together and um, got very, very close. We traveled on the road together. Um, so it's, it's been incredible. And I'm so happy that my, her first match was with me and we had so much fun and fit was thrilled like when we came back from um that match like it was a standing ovation and that that feeling is like we did it you know we gave them what they that they asked for so yeah she's incredible and amazingly talented like i don't know how she still does it after all these years and funny what they're doing right now is is just great so yeah she's one of my best friends i love her i was just i was literally going to move on and ask um like what what do you make of what they're using her for at the moment because she's been there for a very long time um obviously as you say about like 13 14 years something like that coming up to 15 years but hasn't held as many championships as you would expect somebody with her level of skill and talent to 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 have so like what do you make of what she's doing with um it's with oh is it with um alia at the moment alia yeah well, I, I, I kind of want to just share the fact that I think that WWE is very smart in, in investing in Natalia because you don't understand, like, Natty not only has the talent, the creative mind for wrestling, but she's a super friendly, kind, and giving person. She is amazing with PR and just kind of keeping up with staying relevant, and she's super knowledgeable. She can go out and do speeches and you know, do all of these like PR events and stuff like that. And she's really, she's so great. She has really invested in herself to make herself so viable. So, you know, they had everything in her when it comes to wrestling, talent, um, ideas to, you know, she writes columns, she um, does her YouTube shows. She's constantly active on social media. She stays relevant. They can rely on her for anything. Someone gets sick, you know, they call Natty in and she, she oh she never disappoints and she can handle the media she can handle traveling and doing all these things so they're smart because not everybody has the passion 
it's in her bloodline to to have somebody like that on their roster. Like she's just always always reliable. So, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, she's. I for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that there's ebb and flows when it comes to storylines. I think things have very much changed when it comes to when we used to watch it. You know, how long did it take to get to the mega powers to break up? You know, it was months and months and months before, you know, you bought into the storyline. It was little pieces at a time and it's just evolved. Um, Creatively, from my perspective, um, I don't, I like that they're starting to now highlight her world records because they're genuine records that she had, you know, gotten. So I think that they could build it a little bit better if they're going to use that because Maddie's not one for like, she doesn't care if she loses, you know, she, she's about the storyline and she's about meaning and building, you know, equity in these, in these characters that people want to see. So, you know, um, and that's what, that's what you want is like in real life natalia and her character have equity she's a legitimate you know character so um yeah i'd love to see where it's gonna go because you know it natalia has genuinely made those records which is incredible so um you know just it just speaks to her bloodline it speaks to her passion it speaks to her work ethic so you know i'm so proud of her i want to see where it's gonna go um you know and she's she's so creative she has so many things going on and in her mind as far as how to build off of anything they give her so um yeah we'll we'll see we'll see where it's gonna go (laughs) yeah and it's great to see her helping to like put over and build up and bring through some younger talented women as well like obviously you got Zaya Lee, Aliyah both involved in that so I think it's you know if I Sounds like a weird sentence. If I was a young woman trying to get into the business, I would want to go to Natalia to learn from Natalia. She, for me, from the outside looking in, I imagine she just understands the business as a whole. Like, I think that's pretty much what you were alluding to. Like, she understands how yeah. things work backstage, the politics. You know what I mean? Like, how to, yeah. like you said, stay relevant. You know, she's yeah. still on TV every week. Yep, she invests so. in her, and she's so smart at that. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I'm going to be honest, like I didn't, and I got nervous and I was, uh, you know, um, not confident and insecure. And, you know, I didn't take all those opportunities and Natty just constantly reinvents herself, constantly keeps herself up there. And that's, that's why they can rely on her because if they had somebody coming in and I don't know much about Aaliyah or Xylee personally, so, but I know that the office can rely on her to, you know, get it done and, and help them along and, you know, because like I said, Natty's not about 
loses wins or loses she's about you know the passion and the work ethic and you know she's yeah. she's i mean she's the epic team player <laughs> you know yeah. but yeah. she loves this business you know and she's it's just incredible she's an amazing woman Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, I wanted to ask as well about that sort of that period of time where you were there, because obviously, <clears throat> let's say, to, to put it bluntly, WWE haven't had the best track record of using the women as they deserve to be used, use them in, in prominent spots. Obviously, like the mid 90s to the mid 2000s were very much all about sex sells and sex appeal and that kind of stuff. But even even during your few years on the main roster, you know, there were still bra and panties matches, there were still bikini contests and things like that going on. I know that you were involved in one yourself. So even though women were getting a few more opportunities to wrestle, like talented women like yourself, Michelle McCool, Victoria, Natalia, some of the other names that I've said, um it was it was still a little bit of a weird time. Like, was that ever frustrating that you had such short matches, like three minute matches, sometimes one and a half minute matches, and not being given the opportunity to show what you could really do? Sometimes it did because it just seemed stale and stagnant. You know, it's a lot more entertaining yeah. now. Where they've got all of these girls, and hmm. they're so talented. And you know, every time I watch Sasha Banks, she just has something else super intricate and super entertaining and athletic to, you know, so it's very different. Um, not to, not to discredit the girls when I was there, it was just what, what it was, you know, it was just, yeah. it was shorter matches because there were great matches going on at the time. Michelle and Victoria did have great matches, but, and Natalia and Beth and Melina and stuff, they all had, when they had the time to do it, they always had something, but, yeah, just kind of, sometimes it would at the time just kind of got nails. So it's good to see that it's evolved and, you know, they are making a lot more strides because they are bringing it home for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. those girls are rocking it. So it's yeah. good to good to see that, that they can showcase now. Yeah, and it, it feels genuine as well. Like it feels like it has actually been earned. Like a, some WWE over the years have done lots of things, and it feels like they're doing it for the sake of it. And I think at first with the women's evolution, it's you, there was that little bit of concern. Like, how long is this going to last? You know, is it going to be a flash in the pan? But here we are, like six or seven years later, and the women are still main event in shows, main event in pay per views. It's it's brilliant to see. I I grew up as a fan in sort of like that mid attitude era time so unfortunately i i was raised on women in wrestling being eye candy other than trish and lita maybe or jazz jacqueline women like that 99 percent of the time if you saw them on tv it was in in a bikini and you know as a young boy obviously that was kind of exciting on one hand but at the same time at the same time i was a bit like i know how great trish and lita are i've seen their main event raw i know how well they can wrestle why aren't we seeing why aren't we seeing more opportunities for the women? So, no, like like you say, it's it's amazing to see what the women are doing now, uh, and hopefully, long may it continue. Um, your another thing I wanted to ask about was, if you don't mind, your release. Releases have been a huge topic of discussion for years now. Oh, obviously, WWE so the they they love a, a mass release, a mass exodus of talent. But yours yours was quite a surprising one to me, at least, because you'd been a part of of a somewhat pretty big story you know the the vicky guerrero and edge marriage you were wrestling as a part of that wrestling vicky wrestling natalia as a part of it and then very shortly afterwards um i'm not sure exactly how 
shortly afterwards, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was quite soon after, you, you were released. Like, were, were they upfront and, and honest about your release? Was there a particular reason? Was it a, a budget cut, like they love saying these days, or...? Yeah, and that's a great thing to clear up because I know initially, um, you know, everybody had their opinions on what happened. But if you don't recall, in 2008, there was a big economy crash. And that's really what it set it out oh, to be. Right. So um, there was a, and and I remember um, I had seen as John Cena had done a um, comment in regards to uh, the releases. And, and there was back then, they would release everybody after mania and then right before the holidays they would have they would always like you know have a big cleaning house twice a year if not once a year so it was just well known you know so when i when when we have happened to have it it was at the economy crash in 2008 so um there was two weeks of talent so domino got released the first week and then i got released the second week and it was it was it was it was budget cuts, you know, and and I know that people had made comments, which was very hurtful as far as, um, you know, why it really truly was released. But if you think about it, then it was like another two weeks of them letting a ton of people go in headquarters. So it was the economy at that time. So, you know, I don't mm -hmm. understand what's going on now with these like, I mean, it's just haphazardly. It, they're not like the two times of cleaning house. It's just it's bizarre. So I don't really know what's going on, but it's not it's never fun. I didn't take it well. Um, but looking back on it, it was the best thing ever happened to me. You know, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't do what Natty does, you know, constantly invests in herself and keeps herself relevant. It's always working hard and still trains and all of that. stuff. I, but I was in a different headspace. So I, yeah. I did create my dream. I wanted to be there, but I was also very. I'm a normal girl. Like I just came from independence. <laughs> so, you know, these bikini girls and, you know, uh, it, it was intimidating and I got super um, self-conscious and insecure and lost my confidence. And, you know, I wasn't mentally able to, to pull myself out and go spend time more with regals, spend time more with fit and get these times, you know, and we would, we would before house shows, like get in the ring and roll around and like do all of that kind of stuff. So I, at the at the time, I was upset and devastated. But looking back on it, I wasn't in the right mental space, working there that I should have been. And I and I had I recognized where I was mentally, I could have addressed it and been better. But I I I wasn't able to understand where I was mentally. So yeah. you know, it probably was good that I needed that break. You know, because it's, it's, I'm not used to that business, you know, <laughs> even though I loved the business I had been in it, in that kind of a big environment, it was intimidating to me. So, but I loved it. I loved it. I wanted to be there. And, you know, I'll go back from time to time and say hello to people and everybody's so kind and nice. It's just, uh, and I wish I did more, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you regret maybe not? you know, being, being more like Natalia in that way and like reinventing yourself and things like that. Because yeah. from, from a quick look through your, your Instagram, you seem to have a lovely life, like a really happy life, always happy, smiling and out and about with friends and family and things like that. So it doesn't look like you've, you know, had a bad life by any means. Right. No, I'm very blessed. And I'm definitely in a place in my life where I'm just over the moon. You know, I've been through jobs where I wasn't happy. I've had relationships that weren't good. And, you know, as you get older, you just realize you need to get rid of toxic things out of your life. And now that I'm, you know, in such an amazing place, I've bought my brand, 
brand new home, my first home, and I have everything in the world. I'm close to my best friend. You know, I have a great relationship with my family. Like, you really have to be able to connect to your life and recognize what's good and bad for you. And I have never been in such a good place in my life where I'm just so positive. I can enjoy things. I can, you know, I when you when you shake out all of that negativity and kind of get down to the core of who you are that's really important because life is so short and you have to have to make sure that your life is as positive as possible and i i'm you know i have the best people in my life and it's a small circle and i have a great relationship with my family and i love you know i was able to buy my own home and you know it's just yeah you i do i i I wish I hadn't invested in myself because I enjoyed being there. Um, but yet the less I stress about something, the more happier I am. Um, Beth always told me, don't do anything that ever stresses you out. It's, if it stresses you out, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Um, and I always kept that in mind. So yeah, I'm in a great place in my life. I've never been happier and I've never been more positive. And, you know, once you get all that toxic stuff, <laughs> um, <laughs> out of life, you, you, the world is just huge to enjoy. So yeah. yeah, I do. I have a really wonderful life and I'm I'm very pleased for it. And I'm very happy that I contributed to the wrestling world and the wrestling fans and just know that I achieved a dream and I was able to live a lot of those things out. You know, I was able to do a lot of the things that Elizabeth inspired in me and I was able to contribute to the wrestling world as far as a character and fans and meeting all of those people and traveling the world and meeting my best friend, you know, so yeah, it's it's been good. It's been real good. Lovely. It's it's a beautiful story. It really is. It's lovely to hear. Um, I've I've interviewed quite a few wrestlers, obviously over the. I've had this podcast for about sixteen months, fifteen, sixteen months, and so many of them sort of like come across as almost a little bit bitter, regretful, obviously that things didn't work out the way they should have done. But they seem bitter, or they've got things to say about the company, and you know what I mean. They go online and talk a load of crap about the company, but it's nice to hear from time to time somebody who's only got positive things to say, somebody who's who's a bit more humble about it. Yeah. Well, and the company was great to me. You know, I. Yeah. They had do what they needed to do and somebody that wasn't investing in themselves so i get it i didn't at the time you know and i understood you know and budget cuts was the reason but looking back on it now i would have released me too i have to be honest oh, wow. because okay. i just got so in my own head and i was self-conscious and i was self-conscious and i wasn't secure and i was not confident at all like they have a business to run you know they're not there to hold my hand and yeah. get me to where i need to be they're going to throw you the ball. If you drop it, moving on, you know, so I get it. Um, you know, and I needed to be ready and I was ready and I initially, and I was going for it and then I lost the ball, you know, I lost that confidence. So, you know, they can, they, they're not there to <laughs> hold your hand. They hired you to do a job and you know, you need to do it. So I wish I had recognized kind of what I felt mentally because you don't necessarily recognize it. And I would have made my changes and been different. Um, but I, I totally get, I totally get where they're coming from. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not bitter about it now. I wasn't ever bitter. I was just sad, you know, because yeah, I wanted to be there, but then, you know, yeah, take care of yourself too. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. That is so refreshing to hear that line that you just said of like, you would have released yourself if, if it was up to you. Like that's, that's, that's a pretty powerful thing to hear. Cause you know, I think anybody else would probably say, oh, I would have put myself on top. I would have put myself at the top of the mountain. But that's no, that's really, 
I'm I'm surprised to hear that, but it's it's a really nice thing to hear. Um, so let's let's come on to the modern day then. Not talking about your what you did in WWE, just on to the modern day and where you're at now. So what what are you up to now? Do you do things like conventions, signings, fan fests, anything like that? Do you ever still get to meet fans and and sort of like have those reunions with with your ex colleagues? I do. Um, we've been doing a lot more lately. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. I mean, COVID's just put a damper on everybody, right? Yeah. We have done a few um, and we want to do more. So, um, you know, I know I, there's some there's some more talks as far as some more signings. I think I just my last one was in New Jersey and they just brought me in for that one. But, um, yeah, we're totally up for that. And it's always good to see. We just can't see a lot of the fans right now with uh, a lot of this. I've done a lot of virtuals just hmm. more than in-person ones. So. Um, but yeah, we're totally, we're totally open to that. I don't, none of us are necessarily wrestling per se anymore, but you know, being able to go to the conventions and stuff is definitely something that we're absolutely interested in because fan, wrestling fans are unique, you know, here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun and meeting them. I mean, that's what we always did it for. I know when I used to travel with Layla, we would always stop the car before leaving the arena or come in and making sure that we talk to everybody. And that's, you know, they're the sweetest people ever. You know, I've been that fan and, you know, being able to see somebody that you love and come to see, it's just, you have to get back to them, you know? Yep. Yep. Did you ever get many uh, opportunities to come over to the UK? Because we, everybody always says we've got the best fans. Like it's, it's hard really to, to say that as a UK fan, because I've only ever been around UK fans. I've been to one yeah. show in America, <laughs> SummerSlam 2018, and it was such an experience being in the middle of all those American fans. Yeah, um, I well, only with WWE. I never went independently or on my own. So, yeah, we went over there a number of times. I won my first match uh, against Victoria in London, so that was super exciting. Um, and I still talk to a lot of fans on Twitter and, um, you know, Instagram. Chris Mazza is one of the ones that I stay in contact with a lot. He's over there in the UK, and he's always been um, a considerable friend now. So, yeah, so when we do, we, we would do the, uh, you know, it was about April. We would do about almost three-week tour over in the UK. So, yeah, mm. just with WWE, though, not on my own in, yeah. in regards to, like, independence or anything like that. Right, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, and, and the last thing I wanted to ask about that as well, I know you said that you're not, you're, you're doing the signings and the conventions and the, the virtual ones more now. Um, is there any any temptation at all to get back in the ring? Is it something you would ever consider? I always said Royal Rumbles would be fun, you know, because okay. they yeah. are, who doesn't love that surprise appearance? You know, even when, even before they had the girls doing the rumble as well, you know, that surprise appearance was always fun to just see nostalgia to come back. You know, I'd always be open to a, to a rumble, you know, the boys do the, the men and then I do the girls. That'd be so much fun being there with Beth and Natalia again. Oh my gosh. How fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only what day is it today? It's Tuesday, so it's four days until the Royal Rumble. So maybe that's maybe that was a big hint. Maybe maybe we're gonna see Cherry at the twenty twenty two Royal Rumble. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we do. That'd be awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Um I uh wanna wrap up by just throwing a few little quick fire questions at you. It's something that I do for all of my guests. Just um okay. you can go into as much detail as you want, or you can just give me one word answers. Absolutely fine. Just just your sort of standard wrestling questions that you ask any wrestling fan so i want to start off with um and i'm going to make them women's wrestling related as well for you so who who for you is the greatest women's wrestler of all time natalia 
I had a feeling you were going to say Natalia. Don't know Natalia. why, but I had a feeling you would. Okay, um, favourite women's wrestler of all time, because there is obviously a difference between favourite and greatest. Well, I do like watching Natalia. I think right now um, Sasha's amazing. Yeah. I love watching Sasha. Um, yeah, I'd go with Sasha. Completely agree. She's awesome. She's my favourite of the... Yeah, and Becky. Becky. Becky Becky and Sasha have always been my favourite of the four horsewomen. Uh, and they've been so kind to me when I've, when I've uh, come back there, so they're great. Awesome. Awesome. Um, who would be your dream opponent, past or present? Anybody that you've not wrestled? Sherry Martell. Oh, okay. okay. She's incredible, yeah. yeah. Sherry Martell. Yeah, awesome answer. Brilliant answer. Okay, um... <laughs> For the, for when, I, when I speak to the guys, I always ask um, Austin or The Rock. I'm going to ask you Trish or Lita. Trish. Trish. Oh, I was a Lita. I was a Lita guy myself. <laughs> oh, screw it. Was, um, Rock or Austin. Let's ask Rock or Austin as well. Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. <laughs> I don't... I can't choose. <laughs> Nine times out of ten when I ask somebody, they say The Rock. I don't know why. They always take their time and then they go for The Rock. I was always Austin. I, yeah, I kind of feel Austin. I mean, ugh, if I had to choose, I'd say Austin. There we go. Brilliant. Good. Um, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to choose, though, because I love them both. They were both great. I was going to ask who your favourite of the four horsemen were, but you've already said Sasha and Becky. So how about, and I, I really like this question. I always get really cool, different, varied answers. Um, if you could have a dream dinner party with three female wrestlers, past or present, who would they be? Oh, my. Yeah, it's a bit of a tougher one. <laughs> well, put Natty and Beth out of it because I've had dinner with them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sherry, Martel. Sherry Martel for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, you threw me off with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth. Oh yeah, of course. Gotta throw her in there, and it's only three. Yes. Yeah. One more. One more. Let's do someone these days. Um, I'm gonna say Liv Morgan. Oh, okay. Liv Morgan. Hmm. Why Liv? Just a fan? Are you a fan? I I enjoy her. I enjoy her wrestling. I enjoy her gimmick. Um. Yeah, and she's from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, there you go then. You've got to represent. <laughs> got to represent yeah. New Jersey. I like Liv a lot. I think she's one of, for me, she's one of the most improved wrestlers of the last couple of years. Yeah. She's really yeah. taken her opportunity really well. Just it's throw awesome. a, you know, throw uh, throw a uh, shocker in there. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Mm, that's an interesting dinner party. Definitely lots to talk about <laughs> know, at that right? party. Awesome. <laughs> girl with me talking to my old school friends. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and 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 the the woman that you idolized as well. Doesn't get yeah. much better than that. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, it's Like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me, Cara, Cherry, whatever people want to call you. Um, thank you so much for giving me your time. I really appreciate it. But before I let you go, where can people find you? Like on Instagram, any channels, any shops that you've got, anything like that? Um, yeah, so on Instagram, I'm DDC Chick. 
um, on Twitter. I'm a former Diva Cherry, so FMR Diva Cherry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on Cameo as well. Um, yeah, I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> so the Facebooks that are out there are not me. I don't do <laughs> Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah, so those are those are the main ones. Awesome. Brilliant. Thank you, like I said, again, so much, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode. I hope you had as much fun as I did conducting the interview. Um, like I said at the start, please hit subscribe. Please hit follow. All the information for where you can find Cherry will be in the About section underneath the video or the audio, wherever it is. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, thank you very much for joining me again, and I'll look forward to catching you next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.